The Unshackled Waves, episode 25. to the Unshackled Waves podcast. I'm Tim Wilms, here for this week's review episode. It's been another busy week in the news, both uh, here in Australia and around the world, but of course the the biggest news item for this week was uh, President Trump's executive order to implement a temporary travel ban to the United States from people from seven nations and the suspension of admissions of uh, refugees. Now, left-wing politicians, the media, celebrities and activists have all have all become even more outraged, if that were even possible, with condemnations coming in thick and fast and protests occurring at all the airports. However, we will aim to get to the, the truth of this issue on today's show, as well as discuss some of the other political news that has occurred this week. Well, there's a lot that's happened today, which we'll get into. Uh, so I'm uh, joined uh, as my co-host for this week by uh, 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 contributor to The Unshackled, Sam Oldfield. Welcome to the show. Hi, Tim. Hi, Internet. So, so we'll start with Trump's executive order uh, on immigration. So it, it suspends uh, travel to the United States uh, for, uh, is it 90 days? Uh, I believe so, or 30 days. No, 90 days, quite right, yep. Yeah, uh, nine, uh, nine, uh, 90 days uh, travel to the United States from seven Middle Eastern nations. It's been dubbed the, the Muslim ban, but uh, nowhere in the executive order does it say Muslim. And then he's also suspended the admission of refugees uh, for uh, 120 days uh, so, so that... Uh, the United States can introduce uh, uh, better vetting. Uh, so, uh, and I just described there that uh, the, the reaction uh, to this has been, oh, how could Trump, Trump do this? This is so uh, terrible. But uh, it's, first of all, it's what he, it's what he promised. He, he promised to uh, restrict immigration from na nations such as these. And and also uh, and also the fact that it is needed because of the prevalence of of terrorism and also migrant crime, not just in the United States but also around the rest Western world. Quite right. ISIS actually uh, said they were going to smuggle terrorists in with refugees. They were deliberately going to do this, knowing that uh, it would be a problem for us to say no to refugees. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, if if we ha if we have a look at uh, you know some of the reactions, there's like uh, a lot of people have been tweeting like photos of like um, you know uh, oh, these Syrian children injured in the civil war. Yet uh, they don't they don't they don't seem to care about all the uh, children that have been killed uh, in the West because of terrorist attacks. No, and. It's been quite horrific, some of those attacks. Uh, the, the Nice attack, for example, and the uh, German Christmas market attack, and that's that's aiming at the innocent. That's, you know, deliberately going for the, the softest target you can. Uh, so clearly any any sympathy we have for their losses, they, they don't feel the same for ours. Uh, and, and, of course, it's been rightly pointed out that why is it, you know, our burden to take all of these well, so-called refugees when countries such as uh, Saudi Arabia and Qatar aren't taking any refugees uh, which uh, and they are also uh, countries which should have been included in the in the tra travel ban because they are uh, funding a lot of these uh, extre ex extremist groups but they say that oh, they won't admit any refugees because they're a security risk. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Saudi Arabia, who is easily the, the, the largest uh, exporter of terrorism in the world. I mean, the whole ideology begins in Saudi Arabia. It's Saudi Arabian money. Uh, it's also the UAE and Qatar. 
but uh, uh, it's it's these countries that have been left off the list. I mean, the 9/11 hijackers were mostly Saudi, some Egyptian, uh, some and uh, Jordanian, I think, from memory. Uh, and these are countries that aren't on the list. And and when you think about it, Palestine's not on the list, and that's a, a terrorist state at this point. And as unfortunate as that is, it's it's still true. Um, the uh, Boston bombers were from from Chechnya. They um, uh, you know, uh, we've we've picked the wrong. We've, well, we've, I think the states we've, that uh, Obama picked it was Obama that picked them. It wasn't Trump. Is is the executive order references a law uh, signed by Obama in December? Uh, is uh, the uh, the states we, that Obama picked were a good start, but they don't include the the greater mass of the problem here, which is. Uh, this Islamic fundamentalist terrorism, this Islamic supremacist uh, uh, ideology that's the problem. Uh, and, you know, it, it's not just the ones that attack. I think this is this is often overlooked. It's, it's not just the ones that, that build a bomb and go out. It, it's, it's also their friends and their community and their family members, those that harbour the ideology and, and give support and sustenance and cover, most importantly, cover to... Uh, these these terrorist operatives, and again, this is these are, these are all coming from the Middle East uh, um, and and Central Asia. And why should we have to put up with this when you know? And it's always us putting up with it when we're not in a, a position really financially, economically to help that much anymore. Anyway, we certainly can't take them all. Not even close. We can barely make a dent, and yet. Uh, um, we're constantly being asked to, to sacrifice our own safety and our own economic well-being and our own communities for this cause that essentially hates us, hates our way of life. Uh, it, it defies logic that we would continue down this path. Yeah, and uh, Democrat Senate leader Chuck Schumer said... Uh, said uh, he he also cried as well, saying, "Oh, this uh, this executive order was mean." Well, Trump didn't uh, uh, didn't sign this executive order because he was he, he was mean. It was because we had seen over the past two years uh, terror, terrorist Islamic terrorist attacks in the United States and also in Europe as well. Well, we heard about the major ones in Europe, such as in Nice, uh, Paris, uh, Berlin, and Brussels. But of course, there were heaps of other minor terrorist attacks which were just happening so frequently that the the media st stopped giving coverage to to everyone. So and so, so, so this this was this was happening over the past two years, and the people quite rightly said, you know, why should we have to put up with this? Why? Why is it our obligation to, you know, to to let these people into our country? And this is, I guess, leads on to the the, the uh, argument I always have with libertarians about uh, open borders is that uh, libertarians say you you can't restrict people's freedom of movement, but why, uh, why, why, why does, why do Well, you certainly, you certainly can, is, is the idea that they, they often make this argument that you can't, you can. Um, the, the, the question is whether or not we should. And you, it, it, that to me is a cost benefit uh, uh, question. This is something libertarians should know. They claim to be all about economic truth. Well, in economics, the, the first and foremost question we ask is, is always uh, costs and benefits. Well, the costs here seem to be substantial. I mean, at the very, at the very least, they're, they're positive costs, right? It is costing us something. The benefits seem to be uh, immaterial. There, 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 there doesn't seem to be any benefit. There doesn't seem to be any stated benefit. There's, there's nothing I, I need to disprove. Nobody's even offered anything to disprove. Uh, the... Um, uh, we're just expected to be self-sacrificial with nothing in return. And is maybe once upon a time that was a worthy idea, but we're not the, the rich club anymore. The rest of the world caught up. We're, we're not uh, super powerful. We can't fix the world's problems. Uh, the world's going to have to fix its own problems because we've got our own problems now. And so... Uh, I, 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 and 
I don't understand why it's so important for us to do this when it's it's a, a cost to us, it's a, a risk to us, um, and yet we're not actually given anything in return. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Walid Ali is, is always about this. He's, he's always making this case that we need to take more refugees and not taking refugees is racist. Well, coming from a Muslim, that seems to me to be very self-serving, is he seems to be saying, I have to put up with uh, the risk of, of possibly myself or, or a loved one being involved in a terrorist attack because he won't uh, himself, uh, doesn't want to experience any the discomfort of, of being dislodged from Australia. Uh, and the irony there is, well, hang on a second, if Muslims are so peaceful, why are all of these Muslim countries so unsuitable to live in? Uh, why is it that uh, the refugees have to come to these non-Muslim countries in the West? It's, it's always the West. It's, it's generally the Anglosphere, but also Western Europe. Um, uh, why is it all of these, these refugees want to come to the West instead of going to Morocco or Tunisia or Saudi Arabia, as pointed out, is Saudi Arabia's got this huge tent city there, um, and it's, it's completely empty. They're, they're luxury tents. They're tents that, you know, I live in uh, permanently. But, uh, uh, and they've built this, these huge refugee camps for refugees and then forgot the refugees. Uh, I, th I thought it was interesting, uh, Katie Hopkins, who's a, a UK conservative columnist, she made a good point, is that why do Muslims, why do they always come to the Christian countries, why don't they go to other Muslim countries? And I, and I think the reason why the left and even like some conservatives and, and of course libertarians say that, uh, you know, we should, we should, you know, accept all these Muslims into our country, it's, it basically stems from the fact that uh, Western countries, they're all full of evil white people who are only rich uh, because they exploited the the third world and and kept and kept kept people as as slaves a hundred years ago uh, that that seems to be that part of our penance is for is for us to share in this is to for us to suffer because because of uh, because we're white people that that seems to be the argument that I that I see from them I think I, I, I'm actually not convinced penance is the right word there. You use the word penance as though we have to make up for historical wrongdoing. I don't see that we actually do have any historical wrongdoing. Is uh, I, I, I uh, Everyone's history, history is full of violence. But the, the, point, the point I sort of want to make here is that um, I see these memes on Facebook, you know, put out by moveon.org and getup.org and... and the rest of that that whole Soros organ left organization, and they list things that aren't my enemy, right? And don't let the media tell you who to hate. These people are not your enemy, and they list, you know, Mexicans and Muslims and 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 various other people that were that are a concern at this point. They never list Western civilization as people that are not my enemies. Is they list absolutely everybody else. They get to everybody else eventually, but for some reason. I'm never actually on that list. So by process of deduction, it seems to me that, that it, it's not just that Western civilization um, must atone for past sins. It's that Western civilization must ultimately be destroyed. It, it, it seems to me that that is the goal, is that uh, what you might call white society. I don't think it really is white society. I, I've never really liked the term white. But... Um, uh, uh, white society is, is, is so fundamentally evil, it cannot be changed. It, it is racist by its very existence, and so it must be destroyed. And they, and they keep coming up with new names for it. So, um, you know, they, they, they called it capitalism for a long time. And if you look at their varying degrees of cap, uh, varying definitions of capitalism, it was never what we might call capitalism, the, the idea of free markets and, and um, uh, private property. Uh, it was it was it's this this mess this hodgepodge of, of various ideas of of um, various bad things that all, all thrown together and, and they just sort of say that's capitalism and anything that's not that is socialism which is, is a foolish way to think about anything um, and then of course they changed that after after the fall of, of the communist uh, of of the USSR and the end of the Cold War they um, 
changed it and they changed it over to patriarchy and, and the whole thing became about feminism and gender issues and identity politics and gay politics and all of these other things. And it, it was, but again, when you look at the definition of patriarchy, you look at the historical definition from the old feminists of patriarchy, it, it, it was clear that it was, it was about this idea of, of um, the patriarchal rule of the household, the idea that the father is in charge of the household, that the father owns his child, children, the father owns his wife, that sort of thing. That, that was patriarchy, and that doesn't really exist anymore. So patriarchy smashed, but all of a sudden the word came back and it was used to mean all sorts of, of, of crazy things. And it was the same thing um, again. It was, it, was just, um, it, it, was, it was just capitalism renamed. Um, and so it's this idea that Western civilization has to be destroyed, and that's why we have to allow... Muslims in who, who hate our hate our culture and, and you see the leftists holding up signs we are all Muslim. No, we're not all Muslim. You're not even close to a Muslim. The the the, the people holding up these signs are, are absolutely abhorrent to uh, real Muslims. Um, and yet they they call for it. They call for their own destruction. Um, and it seems that uh, uh, it, it, it's almost like a deep. Uh, a, a cultural suicide, I think I've, I've heard it called, is, is a, a deep self-loathing that uh, we have to be destroyed. Yes, there certainly are uh, a, a lot of uh, people in the left who do want to see the destruction of the of the West because they do view it as evil and they sort of see letting in lots of Muslims into the West as the, the best way to do it. But, go, but going back to the fact that uh, you know, uh, people in favour who are in favour of this executive order are just mean, and you know they want to uh, want to punish people just because they're brown. I mean, uh, that, that's the simplistic world that uh, that, uh, that they want to paint. I mean, uh, I, ta I, ta I mentioned before about the the rise in terrorism and crime, as well as well as the deteriorating of you know bu uh, budget situation. I mean, uh, I mean this it, it's it's needed this order because. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, the president of the United States or any other leader of a of a country, they they can't nor should they uh, try and solve the world's pro problems and have this internationalist globalist worldview. They should be looking after the interests of the people of their nation first. And if you well, if yeah, I mean that's the people that. The, the, the president of the United States' salary is paid by the US taxpayer. He's not paid by the world. He's not elected by the world. He works for the, for the American people. He doesn't, he doesn't work for you and I as Australians. We've got our own leadership here and we'll make our own decisions. And, and, uh, and I think that that, that needs... So that's, that's more or less this idea of national self-determination, which has somehow managed to be lumped in with, with racism. Apparently it's racist to be nationalist, which I think is a bit silly. Um, is Yeah, so the idea is that Australians set laws for Australia, Americans set laws for America, and, and as a result, of course, we get to decide, you know, who we want to share a country with. Uh, that's our right. Uh, it's definitely our right. We definitely have the ability to do this, is, is the, the libertarian argument that, that, we, um, that we can't. No, that's, that's incorrect. We can. Um, uh, and it, whether or not we should exercise this right, we, like, we have the right to free speech, we have the right to own guns, but that doesn't necessarily mean we have the right to uh, uh, abuse people in the street, uh, or we have the right to, but we don't. doesn't necessarily mean we should. Um, but in this case, we should. We should definitely... Uh, uh, reduce immigration from from problem areas. It, it, that's just that's just common sense. Uh, uh, we, we're not. I mean, you can't solve poverty by importing poor people to rich countries. It doesn't work that way. The the, the population in the poor countries grows too fast, and, and by relieving that pressure, we're only encouraging them to do more. Um, it's sad. It's sad that this is the state of the world. Uh, it's sad that we didn't get to. Um, the, the, the utopia um, we were sort of promised as children. But we didn't get there. It's, it's, it's just a fact. We just have to sort of um, deal with reality at this point and just go, right, well, we've stored up, stirred up a hornet's nest in the Middle East. Uh, China has, has done some reforms, but at the same time they're, they're aggressive. Uh, so, you know, we, we're going to have to deal with that. Mexico 
well, all the drug problems and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I don't mind a few drugs and all that sort of stuff. Uh, Legalising all drugs is a nice idea, but in practice, it causes too many problems. Um, and that's, uh, that's sort of where you go from the high-minded ideas of, of libertarianism and liberalism and, and even, you know, communism and Marxism. You go from the high ideals the, the what we're striving for to the, the practical on the ground reality of it. And you've just got to look at it and you've just got to say, well, the situation as it stands, we cannot in, in good conscience allow people who might be terrorists. And, and you know, one in a hundred is, uh, um, is too many is, is, you know, uh, the, the, I think the proportion of, of American citizens in the military is, is 0.6% of US citizens are in the military. Look at the damage Americans can do with 0.6% of their population. So this idea that it's a tiny, tiny minority is not a good argument, is, is we do have to protect ourselves here. Um, so, yeah, the... Um, uh, and, and so uh, uh, the reaction in, in the left and the media, this idea of a Muslim ban, well, it's not a Muslim ban, but uh, it probably should be is uh, we're at the point now where we've just got to say, look, the, these guys are, are, are just a persistent problem. They're, they're not assimilating at all. I mean, uh, in Australia, the Lebanese were, were some of the first groups of, of immigrants after the end of the white Australia policy. The Leban they were the first. Is These guys have been here as long as anyone else, and they haven't assimilated. The Vietnamese assimilated. The, the uh, Italians definitely assimilated. Everybody else has assimilated. But the Muslims, in particular the Arabs, but Muslims in general, haven't assimilated. It just hasn't happened. Um, and so you've got to look at that and you've got to say, well, that's fine. We just won't take those ones. We can take everyone the rest. I mean, there's, there's 750 million displaced people in this world. There's no shortage of people we might help should we choose to. Um, uh, you know, we, we can we can take the, the, the Christians out of out of Lebanon and Egypt. Um, certainly, they're under siege. And that's what Trump has been wiped out do. in Syria. And that's what Trump has well, said he wants to do. Well, I think that's reasonable. Is uh, um, you know they they share at least some of our cultural values. Uh, they will certainly assimilate more readily than than the ghetto in Lakemba or. or um, or uh, the, the one in Belgium, I forget the name of it, or, or uh, um, I forget the one in the UK as well. Um, yeah, the, the, these these towns that just turn Muslim, and it's just this one town, and there's very little dissemination into the rest of the, rest of the community. It's just this one town that just becomes a Muslim enclave, like a colony in the midst of, um, of a, a different separate nation around it. Um, it's like, well, that's, it's unsustainable. You, you can't exist like that. It's not good for them. It's not good for us. Uh, it leads to conflict. It leads to violence. It leads to hate. Um, if you oppose those things, uh, and certainly the left claim they do, if you oppose these things existing in society, then, then let's just be pragmatic about it and just say, uh, yeah, listen, we're just, we're just not going to take Muslims, right? We, we'll, We'll, um, we'll trade with them, we'll deal with them, we'll talk with them, we'll, we'll invite them to our universities, we'll send our, our kids to their universities, all of that, right? But in terms of allowing large numbers of them to immigrate, it's is, is just, uh, 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 just a, a stupid idea. Um, so I think Trump is on the right track here. Um, and I think that uh, the reaction, like particularly from uh, our politicians, particularly within the Liberal Party, Malcolm Turnbull and, and Christopher Pine, I think, had something to say, um, is, is it's like, hang on a second. No, this is what we want you guys to do. America has elected Trump, uh, and, and good for them, and you guys are still sitting here pretending that all is honky-dory when we've got the exact same problem. Uh, yeah, is is we we need to get real about this. Uh, to change the subject slightly, uh, um, Sam Tastiari's comments I thought uh, were uh, pretty representative of of the hypocrisy of all of this. So Sam Tastiari has said, well, he might be um, uh, included in in this this yes. ban, this this exec 
border because he's got dual citizenship, which which highlights immediately two issues. One, it, it's against the constitution for a, for a sitting member of parliament to have dual citizenship, and two. Uh, Again, it goes back to this idea of selfishness. So hang on a second, he's just worried about himself here? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's worried he might be slightly inconvenienced in order to protect Americans from terrorists? Yeah. Why would Americans respect that? Yeah, I, yeah, that was one of my articles earlier in this week, the fact that Dastyari, in order to paint himself as a victim, he hinted that he was a dual citizen of Australia uh, and Iran, which... Uh, which, yeah, as you said, would make him ineligible to be in the uh, the Australian Parliament. So he opened up this can of worms for himself, but then he uh, turned around and said, oh, I did renounce my Iranian citizenship. You're just all, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, if you uh, doubt that. Well, you're the, you're the one who uh, who went in the media and hinted that you were still a, 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 yeah. a citizen of Iran. So uh, you, he they, They're calling it... Uh, they're calling it the Australian birther movement, but... Interestingly enough, uh, I, I look him up on um, Wikipedia here, and it says, I believe, that he may he took steps to um, yes, that's uh, change his thing. It doesn't say he did it. Yeah. It just said he, he just took steps. He started the process. So, yeah, I reckon he thought that he could get away with saying that, that nobody would pick it up. I mean, yeah. that's that's how probably arrogant he is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like the first time he's done it. He's, you know, he, uh, yeah. on Q&A uh, a while ago there, he, uh, yeah, Muslim for one night, and then Pauline Hansen called him on it straight up, just said, uh, are you a Muslim? I didn't know that. You know, is it the least racist thing you could possibly say straight to his face, and, you know, he stutters and ums and ahs, and, and I don't think we actually did determine if he was a Muslim after that. He's, he's, he's decided to leave the question unanswered. But, uh, yeah, is... Uh, yeah, so it's not the first time he's, he's been in trouble for for off-the-cuff comments like that where he's, he's tried to play the victim and, and it turns out, oh, hang on a second, that's actually already illegal. Uh, uh, so, yeah, but... Uh, it's, it's also interesting so, now that the the left, they suddenly are anti-war again now. Like, they're saying, oh, we should accept the Muslims here because we bomb their country. Oh, you mean, like, Obama was bombing them for, <laughs> for, for, for the past eight years in Libya and Syria? And also the fact that during Russia's uh, liberation of Aleppo, and I use that term liberation deliberately because it was... It was. Yeah. They, they got rid of ISIS and other extremist groups from from Aleppo. They, all these uh, people from the left were begging for the United States to become uh, become involved. But now suddenly, oh, US foreign yeah. policies. When Trump's foreign policy is actually going to be very good. I mean, he doesn't want to be involved in nation building like uh, uh, like George W. Bush did in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and what Obama tried to do in, in Libya and Syria. He just wants, all, all, he, all he wants to do in the Middle East is just take out ISIS targets and and then not do, not do anything else, not try and uh, you know, reshape uh, Middle Eastern nations in the, the West's image, have this globalist worldview. He just wants to you know, look after America's security, which is what, what any foreign policy should be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's um, it's an overturning of, of uh, Wilsonian politics in the first part. Uh, I read a lot about Wilsonian politics these days and, and the failings of Wilsonian politics, but uh, the the current strain of American imperialism, which used to, the left used to actually care about US imperialism, apparently not when they're doing it, um, is uh, uh, this idea, of the, the neoconservative ideal that, that came out of uh, the project for a new American century has uh, transformed itself into the Foreign Policy Institute. Um, when, when I look at uh, these ideas of, of we have the we have to go to these other countries because they're not living how we would like them to live. And it's like, well, no, and we're not living how they would like us to live. And so the 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 way to peace there is well we just agree to disagree, you just stay over there and do what you want and we'll stay over here and do what we want and, and you know, we'll we'll wave hello as we pass on the street and that's about it. Um uh, there's no um, 
but uh, the, the, that changed somehow. Is is we looked at at the the civil war in in Syria and, and also Ukraine, which I saw again was back in the news. Uh, Ukraine was uh, has this civil war, and and we have to intervene because we have to make sure that the good guys win. Well, there's no good guys in a war that doesn't involve you. I mean, if if I'm in a war, then I'm the good guy. But if if two other parties are in a war. Yeah, is is it's best to stay out. Generally speaking, uh, there are some cases in history where it was right to intervene, but those cases are very much the exception, not the rule. There are many cases where intervening has has made the problem consistently worse. I mean, the idea you can bomb a country better is is silliness, is absurdity. And it, the only way anybody could ever justify that to themselves is, is to simply not think about it, not think it through. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, uh, Obama has, has spent his entire term at war, and that was most of what he did. Um, I, I was actually sort of reviewing Obama over the last few years, and, and most of the stories about him were about his foreign policy, about who he was bombing this week, about, um, you know, what what challenge he'd offered to someone else and, and all this sort of thing. And, and I, I sort of look at it and... and this is a guy, and he, he did have a weak foreign policy, and yet he still managed to cause a hell of a lot of suffering. Um, and and lo and behold, sort of uh, the the Republicans, the American right, not necessarily the Republicans, but definitely the the, the right of center in America, have you know they've they've, they've sort of. They've, they've learned their lesson from being lied to by George Bush. They're not prepared to accept any more justification for stupid war, and they've, they've voted in a guy that's just sort of said, look, if, if it's not in our interest, we're not going to do it. Um, and, and that's peace, right? That, that's how you get peace, is it's not in anybody's interest to go to war. Uh, war is expensive. It's very rarely... The result is very rarely better, so it's best to avoid it. And that's exactly what Trump will do, not because he's a pacifist, just because war is, is just a, a silly game plan. So I think um, once we've uh, dealt with ISIS, uh, I, I, I think that this, this um, the uh, quote-unquote Muslim ban, the, the ban on immigration from certain parts of the world, I think that should stick around, otherwise we'll wind up exact, back exactly where we were. But... Uh, um, yeah, is I think once sort of ISIS is dealt with and, and we get Al Qaeda back onto the back foot and and uh, and hopefully Yemen doesn't doesn't turn into something super nasty. Um, yeah, is is perhaps we can get back to this idea of hey, we'll just look after ourselves. Um, we'll get rich again. We'll we'll build our own country back up, and then we can start thinking about helping others. And, and we'll do that in, in, a, in a better way, having learned our lessons from the past. Um, but, I mean, like you look at Africa, the, the failings of Western foreign policy in Africa, we've consistently made it worse. Uh, Asia, well, other than Japan, is, is generally speaking, the, the more we've stayed out of Asia, the better off Asia has been. Going into Asia, Vietnam, obviously the biggest example there. Um, Korea is another good example. Burma. Uh, going into Asia is a mistake. Let's not do it. It, it seems very simple. It doesn't seem like it, it requires a lot of argument to not go to war. Um, but yet uh, the left seem to think that, that yeah, uh, I, I coined a phrase not long ago, um, blue bombs are humane but red bombs are racist. It's like as long as the Republicans aren't doing it, it's fine. Uh, and that, that's just silliness to me. That's, that's partisanship with... with Millions of lives in the balance. Uh, definitely Trump's foreign policy is going to lead to less refugees, or I, I should say uh, less actual refugees, not uh, not some of the... F uh, a lot of the, the fake refugees that uh, are coming to Europe and also Australia, which leads on to our next topic, which... which uh, uh, it's a story that broke today. Today is... Uh, Thursday, the 2nd of February 2017, where it was revealed by the Washington Post that uh, a, uh, a 
Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and President Trump had a, a phone call over uh, Malcolm Turnbull. For some reason, he's desperate to get this uh, refugee deal through, which, uh, which was done in the final weeks of the Obama administration. And, of course, the Obama, uh, outgoing Obama administration was happy to, to leave President Trump with, with, with this arrangement. So uh, United States would accept 1,250 uh, uh, ref refugees from Australia's offshore centres in Nauru and, and Man Manus Island, and uh, and it, it was uh, it, Turnbull. Malcolm Turnbull knew that Trump was taking over, uh, and, and so for some. No, reason, that's that's actually not quite right, Tim. Is the deal was deal was signed before the election, so. Um, Certainly, I think Obama would have believed Hillary Clinton was going to be elected. So, yeah, it was, it was he, he's done. It was announced after the election. I don't. I don't think that's right. I think it was announced in in October. Um, I'll look it up. But uh, 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 yeah, the, um, the 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 deal was done uh, with America. I believe in good faith. There, I don't think it is actually one of. Uh, the, the so-called Democrat landmines that they've left lying around for Trump to step into problems that he's just got to, uh, that they've created just for him to solve um, is uh, uh, yeah I, I believe the deal was more or less done in, in good faith but that said uh, at the time uh, it, it was certainly quite clear that there was a global movement against this idea that we're going to uh, take in uh, Muslim refugees, that we're going to uh, accept people no matter what uh, at, at, at any cost to ourselves. Um, and, yeah, is, is so... And, of course, Australia's already had that policy. Australia had the Stop, Stop the Boats policy, which was brought in... It was actually brought in under Kevin Rudd, but um, uh, Tony Abbott was, was the guy who pushed for it. Oh, Kevin Rudd um, didn't really believe in it. He just uh, announced it. He didn't want to lose an election, which he lost anyway, yeah. Um, but, you know, Labor made an absolute mess of it and, and we brought in Stop the Boats. And so that, this is part of Stop the Boats. Is the, the, the policy is, is that if you come to Australia illegally, you will not be settled in Australia, um, which is absolutely appropriate because if, if there is any incentive at all to get on a boat and come to Australia, then people will come. If there's no incentive, they won't come. And it's quite dangerous to come to Australia. So it's, it's, um, it, it is better that we have this policy. Uh, but, of course, that leaves us sitting there on, on Nauru and Manus Island. Actually, speaking of, I just want to point out the Washington Post article uh, believes somehow that uh, Nauru and, um, and Manus Island are islands off the coast of Australia. Well, Manus Island is in Papua New Guinea and Nauru is halfway to Fiji. Um, yeah, is, is they're not off the coast of Manus Island. They're not part of Australia, that Nauru is a separate country. Uh, it's its own country. It makes its own rules, um, and uh, uh, yeah, is uh, and it also mentioned that there was a, uh, a UN intervention, which there wasn't. There most certainly was not a UN intervention into Nauru. Uh, if there was, that would have been a much bigger deal. Um, what there was was a report that said uh, most of the uh, people held in detention were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh, yeah, and they said Australia that when... was, tor uh, was, was torturing them, torturing the detainees. Uh, I, I, it was... It was uh, I, yeah, is, is, uh, they... they Suggest, well, the left turned it into Australia was torturing them. The ABC said that. UNHCR didn't say that. What UNHCR said is that psychological illness was was uh, rampant amongst the um, amongst the refugees. And and uh, uh, I, I think about that and I go, well, that is an excellent reason not to let them in. We don't we don't we certainly don't need to be importing crazies. We don't need any of these people assuming they're sane. We definitely don't need them if they're crazy. Um, and, yeah, and so the solution, of course, was is, all right, so you can't be resettled in Australia, but anywhere else is up for grabs. And we did a deal with the, with America. We basically played on Obama's heartstrings and got him to take half of them, so 1,250 of them. That's, that's the actual story, uh, not that the Washington Post, which is not, is not only fake news, actually and coined the phrase fake news. Um, uh, but, yeah, is... Uh, um, 
the uh, so yeah, so like I said, I, I believe the deal was done in good faith. Uh, but that said, it was Trump is quite right. It is a it is, it is an absolutely terrible deal from an American point of view. They got nothing in return. It was a it was just yeah, we'll do it. And they've signed the deal, and Trump's now locked in. The deal is done. So Obama has signed it. There's, a, there's an agreement in place. Um, America, it does seem, does have to take the refugees uh, um, unless they want to back out of the deal. But uh, um, uh, which I don't think I don't think Trump is the sort to do that. But you can see that Trump's quite angry that he that he's basically he's got he's being forced backed into this corner. And I. I I think that's quite reasonable. Is the, that's not Malcolm Turnbull's fault? I don't believe um, uh, Malcolm Turnbull did the right thing by Australia, and uh, as we said earlier, is, is Malcolm Turnbull works for us. He doesn't work for the Americans, um, so he's done the right thing by Australia. Obama has has done the dirty on his own people um, to help us out. It's good for us. It's bad for them. And Trump has been elected on this on the the platform of we're not signing any more deals unless it's in our interest. So. Uh, yeah, is, um, anyway, the, the phone call, you were saying? Yeah, so, so, so the phone call, uh, yeah, Obama expressed his, uh, expressed his, uh, annoyance at having to, to go, th- go through, through with this deal, and it was scheduled to, to go for, uh, an hour, the phone call, but only, uh, went for 25 minutes, and uh, Trump has reported as saying this is the worst deal ever, and this is the worst phone call that uh, with a world leader that I've had today, and and that's when the phone phone conversation uh, en- uh, ended. And yeah, you say that Turnbull is not at fault for this. Uh, I, I disagree. Like he he like. If like uh, if he if this deal was negotiated before Trump won, then surely Turnbull should uh, Turnbull should have had in the back of his mind that uh, Trump could win and he he wouldn't like this policy. So w- why why follow through with it? And also why this why why this desperation to to go to go through uh, have this deal go through when he knows that Trump doesn't like it and it's and it's going to alienate him. I mean, why is it so important for these people to go to the uh, go to the United States? Why can't they be resettled in a in, in another country? And uh, I also doubt the fact that do the Australian people really care that uh, the, these people are going to be uh, in America and, and not Ru- not Nauru or Manus Island as long as these people do not come to Australia. I think the Australian people, uh, you know, really really don't care care where they are as long as they're as long as they're uh, as long as they're not here. And it's, it seems also that Turnbull, the reason why he so wants this deal to go through is because he hates being criticised by the left for having people in detention centres. So he, wa- he wants them to you know, go, go to another country so he can say that the detention centres are, are empty, which I think is another mistake. He should just not care what the, the left say about they're always going to hate the coalition's uh, border protection policies. So I really don't know why he's... he's, he's uh, Causing this tension, tension with Trump. I mean, it's plastered all over all the American news. This uh, diplomatic row between uh, Australia and the United States, and it could have, it could have easily been avoided if uh, if Turnbull had uh, had uh, kept had kept this kept, uh, kept the possibility that Trump could win in mind mind, and maybe delayed the negotiating of this deal, and also respected Trump's mandate as, as President of the United States not to uh, accept, ref- uh, accept refugees. Uh, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's mostly correct. Um, uh, I, I, I will point out, though, I think uh, there's an economic cost. It, it, we, we pay for the detention centres on Nauru and Manus Island, and they're, they're not cheap. Um, so closing them would be good, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think though you are right is that what Malcolm Turnbull actually cares about is that he gets criticised on the ABC, and um, and he doesn't like it. It doesn't give him a good feeling. Well, stiff mate, that's the job. Is um, yeah, if you if you didn't want to be criticised by the ABC, you should have joined the Labor Party. Um, the uh, but the um, uh, uh, the I, I, I think you are right, though, that, yeah, we probably uh, um, shouldn't be pushing for it. 
uh, uh, yeah, it, it's probably fair that we let America out the deal. They've, they've clearly made that choice, and uh, it's clearly not a deal that um, uh, they want, right? So, yeah, is, I, I don't see any reason. I mean, they can't tear it up, but I think we can tear it up, um, and that might be something nice we would do for them. Uh, I, I think we should expect something in return, though. Um, but, um, and it's not our fault Obama signed a, a terrible deal. Uh, but that said, um, uh, I, I think this uh, goes, the, the, the media actually has a, a lot of the blame here in, in, on two fronts. Is uh, Firstly, Malcolm Turnbull would have been horribly misinformed. I mean, I saw Trump coming, but uh, I think you did as well. But uh, we were minority voices before November 8th. Um, uh, not not too many actually did see him coming, so I don't think Malcolm Turnbull actually expected Trump to win. Um, and the 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 second uh, point there is that, well, we probably could have got this deal through. We, this deal wouldn't have been a problem, except our media, and it wasn't just the ABC, it was Sky News as well, which is, goes out globally um, on the Australia Channel. Uh, P, P, PVO, Peter Van Onselen. Uh, is is criminal number one here because he's he's actually on in America in, in prime time, um, and he couldn't stop talking about it. And I, I was just sort of sitting there thinking for about two months, all Peter Van Onselen wanted to talk about was this deal that that he didn't think Trump would go through with, and what's going to happen with this deal, and blah blah blah. I was just sort of sitting there thinking, well, if you be quiet about it, we might be able to get it in under the wire here, and it won't cost. Donald Trump, um, uh, it won't cost Donald Trump any political capital. It won't cost him any popularity. His voters, his voting base won't find out, and we can just we can just sneak him in, and, and it won't be a problem. Uh, but that said, it, it seems like um, Donald Trump is even more honest than I give him credit for. Uh, is he's um, uh, even without that, it seems like he, he doesn't, he wouldn't have done the deal. So I, I was possibly wrong there, but at the same time as is I think um, uh, the media, uh, Sky News in particular, needs a bit of a kick in the pants at this point. Is uh, you know, ABC, we all love to bash the ABC, but Sky News is far from innocent these days. So um, uh, yeah, is um, but I mean, Trump's tweet here is. Um, uh, do you believe it? The Obama administration agreed to take thousands of illegal immigrants from Australia. Why? I will study this dumb deal. <laughs> so he hasn't said he's going to back out of it, but he's, he's clearly looking for a loophole. Yes, and that, I think that, that's um, what I read from 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 that uh, from that tweet. And it's also because I, uh, because I watched uh, some of Sky News's coverage today, and uh, uh, they were being fed information that Turnbull doesn't like uh, Trump at all, and so he 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 he, de he deliberately. Uh, was uh, was hostile to him on on this phone call to as to show to Trump in his eyes that I can I can be tough as well. So clearly Turnbull yeah. uh, is is going to cause some deterioration in the uh, Australian United States uh, re relations over his attitude with Trump. I'm of, uh, I mean, uh, and it's been not a good day for the uh, the alliance between the two nations. No, well, I, I, I mean, I, I think the alliance will survive this. But um, uh, that said, I, I, I think that um, if, if Malcolm Turnbull has to be offered up as a sacrificial lamb, that's a small price to pay. He's, he's dug his own grave here. This is, this is a problem. Uh, you know, you can say that, as I said earlier, that, he, that he's negotiated the deal in good faith and he's working for the Australian people and all that sort of stuff. But to... Uh, it, it, this phone call is, is clearly showing. Well, hang on a second. The the, the landscape's changed here, and and you're clearly not capable of actually um, dealing with these problems uh, the way they need to be dealt with. And well, there's no excuses at that level. Uh, either you can do the job or you're gone. And at this point, I think um, uh, it's time for Malcolm Turnbull to uh, start thinking about going. Uh, I, I dislike that idea. I've always opposed the idea of of, um, of leadership changes in between uh, elections. I, I didn't like it when Labor did it. Did it. I don't, don't like it when the Coalition did it. Um, but uh, yeah, is um, nonetheless is uh, it's pretty clear 
that if this is going to land on anyone's head, it's going to land on Malcolm Turnbull's head. Um, and he's got no one else to blame for it but himself. He's, he's, he should have uh, been a better operator. Um, but, but I think is, is but the, real the thing is, though, that Turnbull's basically uh, putting or, uh, is is losing all this political capital on something that's so small that no, like I said, no Australian uh, re really cares about. They just don't want the 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 people on Nauru and Manus Island to, to come to Australia, and he, he's he's basically caused this rift between Australia and America because of this. So he you know doesn't doesn't get called cruel by by the ABC, and yes, I think. Uh, because you know, Trump has a lot of support here in Australia. I mean, there is this search for Australia's uh, Trump, and so this could be potentially uh, be the beginning of the end for Turnbull, and could be the uh, the uh, Turnbull could be the 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 first uh, regime that Trump changes, so to use the phrase. <laughs> yeah, well, I can see it happening, but uh, um, I mean. Malcolm Turnbull's real problem is, as you pointed out, is he spends all his time pandering to the left. He doesn't realise that his own base has fled. Um, and uh, um, I, I don't like thinking of it in terms of Australia's Trump uh, any more than I like thinking of Trump as America's Brexit. Because I think they're, they're um, different responses to a, to a similar situation. Is I don't think we'll uh, elect... Trump in Australia, I think we'll do what we've always done. We'll just do it in, in a different way. Um, but uh, you know, is it, looking at, at the rise of of one nation and um, and uh, other other groups of that nature. Uh, Corey Bernardi's increasing um, rabble rousing on the backbench. That sort of thing is um, uh, yeah. It's, it's very clear that Malcolm Turnbull's problem is uh, behind him, not in front of him. Is is uh, his problem is is the people he's relying on to uh, give him a jumping off point um, aren't interested in being his jumping off point anymore. Uh, yeah, is is um, he he'd probably be more successful uh, as uh, on on Labor running as a, a conservative Labor. Politician, rather than a liberal, liberal politician, yeah. uh, two different what? terms. Uh, yeah, is um, uh, and, and I, I don't, I don't think he's actually understood the gravity of his situation. Oh well, uh, so, well, this is an unfolding story, so I'm sure the domestic political fallout will, uh, will know more about that in the days to come. But we should move on to our final topic now. Uh, of the the Trump Turnbull phone call story wasn't the only uh, big thing in the news today. There was uh, uh, also in uh, at the University of California uh, Berkeley campus, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos from Breitbart. On his uh, he, he speaks uh, speak, he speaks at various universities around America on his dangerous uh, faggot tour. There's always protesters there trying to uh, stop people from going there. They uh, are. A lot of the time, protesters interrupt, call him a fascist, Nazi, whatever. Uh, this time at Berkeley, they went a step further and they actually caused a riot by throwing firebombs, uh, starting a bonfire, smashing property, and they were actually successful in getting the uh, t uh, the talk cancelled. And of course, the riot squad had to had to be called in. Now, what they used to do, the the, the left to shut down speakers that they 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 didn't like is they pulled the fire alarm to make uh, to make it so that the the speaker had to be evacuated. But this time, they started an actual fire and to to, to make the <laughs> make 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 the event uh, cancelled. So, uh, and. This is another like. Wasn't what I did. And like people, uh, uh, some libertarians and conservatives say that oh, you know, uh, Milo, Milo is too provocative. I mean, he's uh, he he paints this uh, a caricature of the left that they're these hysterical, uh, screaming people, and you know, we 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 shouldn't you know just. Uh, uh, encourage this polarization. What well, Milo's never been violent like this today. This is what the left is like. They're, you know, they're burning, uh, bur uh, burning buildings. They're rioting. They're hitting people. I mean, they're you know, 
they're beyond reasoning now, the, uh, the left. I mean, this is the left, the social justice warriors in their, in their pure form. Uh, Milo is just a reaction to this. I mean, he's not, he, he's not there to try and convert the left. That's, that, uh, uh, tr trying to do that, that now is, uh, is a lost cause. He's, he's there to, to, re uh, to reach the masses. So, 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 I, so, so the lesson that I take from this is that the left there, you know, we, we need to stop thinking that we can, we can reason with them. We need to, you know, stand firm on our beliefs, communicate those, those, those to the public and let them be, and let them be the judge. Do they want to be with the, uh, with the reasoned, logical and also funny people or do they want to be with the mob? Well, I, I would say that uh, the public doesn't need convincing. The public is, is pretty clearly on our side. Um, what they need is they need champions. Um, is uh, is when, when we see the left doing this, and the reason they do it is because it works, is Milo did cancel the event, and he cancelled another one a, a week or so ago. Um, yeah, is is it does silence people that they that they disagree with. It does silence anybody outside of their very narrow worldview. Uh, but the majority of people, whether or not they agree with us, or whether they've got their own opinions, or whether they're somewhere in between, uh, they're not part of this uh, leftist movement. Uh, this 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 leftist organisation. It's really more of an organisation than an ideology. Um, it's it's a power hungry organisation, and it just cannot tolerate challenges to itself. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and like when you when you look at when you look at what Trump went through uh, over the last year, the the violence, the intimidation, the um, uh, the uh, the attacks, not not just verbal attacks but physical attacks. Um, is is horrendous, but yet they've they've still pulled through. And every time I hear people call Trump thin-skinned, I, I smile. Is thin-skinned? The guy is is an intellectual tank. Is the amount of punishment the guy has taken, um, and we've all taken it. Is is nobody's been immune to this uh, on our side of the line. Is we all take it from time to time, um, and we've had to uh, and. and in the past, we've sort of said, well, obviously, you know, this is this is too hard, I won't deal with it. But as the left has just gotten more insistent and more insane with their demands for power and their demand, their unreasonableness, um, it's gotten to the point now where it's, well, look, peace is not possible. We're not going to be able to agree with these people. These people have to be shown the error of their ways. Um, and, and so... I think the majority of Australians and the majority of Americans are this. I mean, you look at the opinion polls, um, there was uh, the, the famous opinion poll in Australia was that 50% of Australians uh, think that uh, all Muslim immigration should be banned. Um, and there was another one done just the other week by Rasmussen, which showed pretty much this, uh, actually slightly higher numbers of Americans uh, agree with the idea of banning Muslim immigration. Uh, but uh, so in terms of the majority, the majority is with us, but they're, they're called the silent majority for a reason is, is what they, they need is, is champions. They need people to actually give voice to what their ideas is, to, to stand um, before the fury of the left and, and, and keep standing, to hold the line as it were. Uh, I think Milo does this, and I think that's why uh, he's enemy number one in their books, uh, even more so than Trump, uh, is, uh, um, you know, Trump uh, gets attacked a lot, but Milo faces this 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 vitriolic violence, this, this constant um, uh, attacks, this constant attempts to silence, um, and uh, but yet he keeps going, and I think that that's the example we should all follow. Uh, in terms of, uh, like, in terms of what Milo says... It's, it's all just facts, and, and we know most of them. Is we know that uh, uh, in America, for example, the Black Lives Movement um, organization is is uh, promotes violence, and we know that the real danger to uh, African Americans, particularly African American males, is other African American males. Uh, yeah, we we know these things. These these things aren't 
contentious facts. Uh, everyone knows them. Uh, they're not. Um, uh, it's not some great revelation. Uh, and it's at this point, uh, uh, it, it, it just it just needs to be said. We just need to stand up for truth uh, first, and uh, we need to just be. We need to have these honest, if comfortable, conversations, uh, regardless of what the left has to say about it. Uh, that said, I think um, you know. Like the the the, I was watching live uh, a couple of different live streams um, from uh, this afternoon the 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 Berkeley riots and um, oh the, the 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 it was vicious is there were people lying on the street getting kicked and beaten with bats there were uh, uh, they were shooting fireworks at police officers uh, there were uh, there was a, a a young girl who got hit with a sign and then pepper sprayed. Uh, she was she was just standing there talking. She she didn't yeah. And um, uh, when when you see this, when you see that, you go that's well that's war essentially. That's this isn't we're beyond talking here. Um, so if a fight it is a fight it must be. Um, but yeah, is I think that uh, uh, the rest of a society just needs to see the conscientious few stick up for themselves and for everyone else. And I think once that happens, um, if the left doesn't calm down, they'll be digging their own graves is, um, uh, yeah, is, is they need to be, they need to be stopped. Yeah. And I, yeah, a part, a part of what I said before is saying that conservatives and libertarians will say that, oh, Milo's, you know, discourse is, is harmful. What he's probably meet, uh, reach, you know, more people, sp spoken in front of more people, more, more people know who he is and listen to his ideas than probably all of you complainers uh, uh, about what he says have. I mean, he's out there influencing people, cha changing minds. Uh, uh, mm. f forget about that he's triggering people. I mean, you need to stop thinking that you can you can convert them. It's it's about the masses, re, re, reaching the masses, and so and you know for those who say that you know, oh, he, he says deliberately offensive things. Well, I think I think the reason why he like because yeah, it's not just like stuff like politically triggering stuff. He 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 does say like like some like really like <laughs> nasty things about a few people. The reason he says these things is 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 so that. We become accustomed to hearing offensive things, and so we just don't get offended and triggered anymore. We say, "Oh, that's a bit far. I don't agree with that," but you know, just move on. So people learn not to get no. people learn just to get on with it, get over it, and you know, we we can mm. stop you know getting in a rage every time you know someone says something not politically correct. Well, yeah, I mean, I think the idea that that there is politically correct speech at all. Now, I know, I mean, everyone gets called racist these days. Being you, you, racist, the definition of racist, according to the left, is being white and having an opinion at the same time. But uh, the, I, I mean, I know actual racists, people who, who uh, are true white supremacists and, and believe that everybody else, they say horrible things, which I won't repeat. Um, and I've listened to them, and I'm still here. I'm still alive. I, I didn't suffer post-traumatic stress disorder from it. Um, I disagreed. Uh, I, I didn't particularly like what they had to say. But that said, uh, that's, yeah, that was, it was just speech, right? Words don't hurt. Um, they're not that bad. Um, and listening to these people is it's clear, well, hang on a second, you're actually not going to get anywhere here. Uh, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to fall in line behind this nonsense. Um, yeah, is is for for most people. As I said, is is for for the average person, for the for the majority of people, is um, problems are uh, they don't really involve race that much. Um, uh, they, you know, is 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 running a small business or, or you know working a job or these are the problems people face. You know, the, the, my car's broken down. How am I going to pay for it? And the, those are the sort of problems that, that people are actually dealing with. And so when you're asking everyone to all of a sudden essentially become what was once the definition of racist and, and just you're asking people to, to uh, uh, 
is constantly talking about the problems in the African-American community, despite the fact they've got no dealings with the African-American community whatsoever. Is you know, they live in a completely white community, um, not by choice, it's just where they happen to be born. Uh, and they, they, it's a pleasant enough community, they're pretty satisfied with it, they don't see a neat reason to change it, uh, and yet they're, they're told that they have to deal with, with these problems that have nothing to do with them. Uh, um, and that questioning this, this notion is somehow politically incorrect, that this is somehow racism, to, to just do your own thing. Um, well, that's, that's the point where political correctness has clearly gone too far. Um, so, yeah, is, I think, uh, uh, you know, is, is uh, you know, certainly where I live is, is the backyard barbecue involves a few racist jokes. They're not mean-spirited, but they are racist. Uh, I, don't, I don't really see a problem with that. I mean, that, that's not influencing my opinion of other races or anything like this. They all know their jokes. Um, they're funny, and most of the time they're funny because they're not true. Mm. Um, and yeah, is is apparently this is no longer acceptable. It's like, well, excuse me, this is my barbecue. Uh, bugger off! You don't have to sit here and listen to me if you don't want to. You can go away. Um, and uh, yeah, is uh, but thinking about Milo, I mean, this is a guy that uh, showed up to the um, the. National Young Republicans Convention in full drag, right, is, you know, uh, didn't go halves at it. He, w- he went for passable. Um, yeah, is, is you know, this is a guy that's, that's uh, very much used to finding the nerve uh, and getting people to talk about it and getting people to talk about what's been, and that's healthy. I've, I've always thought that's healthy, is if... if if there's something you're not wanting to talk about, then it's probably best you do talk about it uh, at least a little bit or at least recognise that there's a problem yeah. there. Um, and so, you know, you're dealing with um, a lot of Christian conservatives in the, in the United States who don't like homosexuality. Um, and they're, they're, they've come to see a, a, a man on the Dangerous Faggot Tour in full, full drag. Uh, yeah, give a speech on conservative politics in the 21st century. That's wonderful. It, it, doesn't that seem wonderful to you? Doesn't that seem like uh, how healthy and robust and strong we are? Um, oh, yeah. How strong they are? How, how strong Republicans are? He has made so many heads explode over, or, or just the past year. I mean, I didn't know who he was until about this time last year. So he certainly made... Uh, uh, made a huge impact and definitely changed changed the right in America. Um, but we've we've run out of time now, unfortunately. So thanks, Sam, for uh, being my co- uh, co-host uh, f- for today's show. Uh, I ho- hopefully, I can have you back on again soon. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, All right, so that's the show for today. So uh, once again, I would like to encourage all of our listeners to sign up to our email list at theunshackled.net slash subscribe. Don't forget to consider supporting the website by visiting the support section of our website, theunshackled.net slash support. And also don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and you can also view the video version on YouTube. Uh, So thanks once again for listening, and we'll see you next time.